Holy Spirit, speak through my mouth. Come, Holy Spirit, rest in our hearts, open our minds. Amen. When I was reading today's gospel passage, I was struck by the courage I see in it. At first, it can seem like these verses are a hodgepodge that don't quite go together, and certainly each section could be an entire sermon. Matthew, the hemorrhaging woman, the leader of the synagogue. What links them together for me is how courageous they all are. Some of us would look at these people and talk only about their faith, and certainly they were faithful. They clearly believed that Jesus was one worth turning to in times of great struggle or following without question. What I find tricky when we use the word faith is that for many of us, we hear faithful as a state of being that is clear like water from a spring. It is certain. It is clean. And that may be true, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. In my life, and in the lives of many people I speak with, faith is much more like a river after a heavy rain. The waters are flowing, but there is a lot of silt and sand churned up. It isn't that the water is unclean, but it is murky. And people often come to me and say, well, if I was more faithful, I wouldn't dot, dot, dot. And I want to say that faith and doubt, faith and fear, faith and lack of trust often all coexist in us at the same time. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So this complex relationship between what some people mean when they talk about faith and what faith actually looks like makes it a challenging word sometimes. For me, when I hear in this passage is courage, faith in action despite fear, despite danger, despite difficulty. Courage is willingness to go outside of the usual. The dictionary defines courage as the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Matthew was sitting at the tax booth, and Jesus spoke the words, follow me, and Matthew got up and followed him. Matthew, who had much to lose, who for sure could have experienced danger or difficulty in walking away from the position he held in the empire. He just got up and walked, followed. Courage. The woman whose name is lost to us, who was only known to the gospel writer as a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had the courage to seek Jesus out. Without words, she touched the fringe of his cloak, believing that this action might just be what she needed in order to be made well. She had the moral and mental strength to persevere. 
Well, that was certainly clear, as she had already been suffering for 12 years, waiting for healing. She had the moral and mental strength to venture outside of the usual, as she approached Jesus, despite not knowing him, in quiet and from behind. She risked danger and difficulty. I can't imagine that she wasn't also fear fearful. Would this work? Would he heal her? Would she finally be well? Courage. The leader of the synagogue on some level had nothing to lose. His daughter was already dead. But on the other hand, he risked his position of power by publicly showing that he believed that Jesus, who wasn't exactly part of the inner circle, could help, could heal his daughter. He had the mental and moral strength to risk difficulty. Courage. Courage in all of these cases was not grandiose. There was no elaborate speech or imposing gesture. I have a mug given to me when I graduated from seminary. On the side of it, it says, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. So often in our lives, courage is getting up and living the day we've been given despite not knowing what will happen. Matthew was minding his own business, doing what he did most days, sitting at the tax booth. The leader of the synagogue was facing the death of his daughter, and instead of falling apart, his courage took him to Jesus. The sick woman was dealing with yet another day of pain and suffering, and yet she got up that morning, and she moved her body, and she found herself near enough to one who might just have the power to help. Courage is all around us, in this room. It takes courage to face another day with chronic pain. It takes courage to get out of bed when depression or grief or anxiety threaten to swamp us. It takes courage to admit we can't do this life alone and to ask for help. It takes courage to speak up for those who don't have as much power as we do. It takes courage to open ourselves up enough to consider that something we've believed for a long time might actually not be in alignment with God's will. It takes courage to admit we are wrong. Every person in this story goes through a major transformation and all have to admit in order in, to admit in order to receive that transformation that they have a need. They become vulnerable, they have courage, they take action. It can be a gift to recognize our need. Jesus is present to those who do so. For those of us who have found ourselves in a position of great need, when we surrender our sense of power and any idea that our power alone can fix what needs to be mended, we don't know what our lives will look like on the other side of that. We know we have a need, 
We know that God is bigger than us, and we have the courage to take action. In response, our lives are transformed. The other thing that struck me when I read this passage was the concept of following. Jesus calls Matthew to follow him, and Matthew does. And then, just a few lines later, the leader of the synagogue comes to Jesus, and Jesus gets up and follows him. The Greek word used here means to go behind as well as to join as a disciple. Jesus' decision to follow the dead girl's father tells us some of what discipleship means in the context of Matthew's Gospel. Only here does Jesus follow another person. Everywhere else in this particular Gospel, others follow Jesus. Placing Jesus' wordless decision to follow in such close proximity to Matthew's wordless action tells me that part of what it means to be a leader hinges on our willingness to always do what we ask others to do and a willingness to go where we ask others to go. I believe we can all be examples of courage and faith. I believe that with God we can do hard things despite being afraid, despite what we fear it may cost us. Let us follow the courageous examples of Matthew, the woman and the leader of the synagogue. Let us pray. Know that the God who calls you will stir up courage within you, will accompany you in your waking, will sustain you in your seeing. Know that the God who calls you has already given you courage, the courage to empower you to action. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen.